evening, Saints. I have a question I'd like to share with you guys. It's a little controversial, but you will understand it when I finish. Okay, so <clears throat> let's turn our Bible to first. Let us pray. Gracious God and our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another day, O oh God, that we come in your presence, O oh God, to glorify you and to give you all the praise that you deserve, Father God. As we attempt, O oh God, to dissect your word, O oh Father God, use me as your vessel, O oh Father God. Let your word go out, Father, and does not come back void, O oh Father God. Lord, speak to me as your vessel, as we give you thanks and we ask you my name for Lord and Amen. So let us turn our Bible to Ezekiel chapter 28. There's two portions to this I'm going to read. Ezekiel chapter 28. I'm reading from verse 1 to 10 and and from 11 to 19. And I'll explain after I go through. The word of the Lord came to me again, again saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus said the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am God. I sit in the seat of gods in the midst of the seas, yet you are a man and not a God. Though you set your heart as the heart of God, of a God, behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you with your wisdom and your understanding. You have gained riches from your, for yourselves and gather gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom in trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of the nation, and they shall draw their, their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw you down into the pit, and you shall die the death of the slain in the midst of the sea. Will you still say before, before him who, who says you, who slays you? I am a God, but you shall be a man and not a God. In the hand of him who slays you. Verse 10. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised. By the hand of aliens. For I I have spoken. Says the Lord God. Now the topic I'm speaking about. This evening is about. Did God create evil? So I read this portion. It doesn't doesn't seem connected. But I'm going to read the second portion. Verse 11. Moreover. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to, came to me saying, son of man, take up a, lamita- a, a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were a seal of, of perfection, full of wisdom and perfected in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, topaz and diamond, beryl, Onyx and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbers 
and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were you were created. You were the you were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stone. You were perfected in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, within, and your, and your, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you, I cast you as a profound thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroy you, O covering cherubim. From the midst of the fiery stone, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You, you corrupted, you corrupt the wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid, I laid you before kings that they, that they may, they might gaze at you. You defile your sanctuary by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquities of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. I turn you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. Verse 19. All who knew you among, among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become an arrow and shall be no more forever. God bless us all the reading for his full mercy. Now, this portion, you could have equalized both of these together. The king, the prince of Tyre, he was so proud, you know, he was full of arrogance and proudness. The second portion could, we could say we could use that because the person Lucifer, when God created him, he was perfect. He was the perfect in everything, but because of his pride, he was kicked out. Now we talk about God created sin. God did not create sin. He created a perfect being, but because, because of pride and arrogance, you know, God gave us each and every one of us free will to make choices for ourselves. In um in Isaiah 45, we speak about Isaiah 45 and 7. Let's take a look at that. Isaiah 45 and verse 7. I formed the light and created darkness. I make peace and created calamities. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, in the Hebrew Bible, we talk about, we talk about calamity. We talk about evil. There's no such thing in the Bible as evil. God does not do evil. Let us look at Genesis. God's the all things. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So right there, everything that God created was good. There was no evil. Let's look at Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Read them from 1 to, 1 to 7. Genesis chapter 3. Read them from 1 to 7. The temptation and fall of man. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you shall not eat 
of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was very, was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree des- desirable to make one wise to, to take of its fruit and, and eat, she also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Verse seven. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sew fig leaves together and make themselves coverings. Now, before time, they were in garden. They have no sin and no nothing. But because of the commandment that God gave them not to eat of the tree, because the day you eat of it, you'll die. They took of it and they ate. So they commit, they commit sin. Now, God did not commit created sin. Man, we, his creature, committed sin. And in order for, in order, he used, he used sin, he used evil to glorify himself where it causes calamity. Take a look at Amos, Amos 3 and 6. Amos chapter 3 and verse 6. If a trumpet is blowing in a city, will not the people be afraid? If there's a calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? God do this because of man own heart. They were wicked. They were cruel. And in order, that's how he does his judgment. He, he causes calamity. He does not, he does not do evil. Let us look at, let's look at Habakkuk 1 and verse 13. You are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously? And hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he. God has no sin. Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. 1 Corinthians 14, verse, verse 33. For God is not the order of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So God is not a God of confusion. Why would he commit why would he create it sin? Why would he create it evil and then good? Doesn't make, doesn't match. Let's look at 1 John 1 verse 5. Fellowship with him and one another. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. Oh, glory be to God. Check that out. <laughs> Fellowship with him and one another. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Let's look at First John chapter 2 and verse 16. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life, not of the Father, but of the world, not of God, but of the world. 
Let's look at Psalms. Psalms chapter 5 and verse 4. Psalms 5 and verse 4. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. Are you still following what, what I'm, what is going on here? You know, I started without, with Ezekiel 28, where there's two portions. You know, the two people are, were evilous, but God, God created, but he did not, he used their evil for their judgment. Let's look at Matthew 15 and verse 19. Matthew 15, verse 19. For out of the hearts proceeded evil thoughts, murders, idolatries, fornications, thefts, false weakness, blasphemes, out of the heart. So it's, it's man. It's man, God's creature, because the artist of the art. God gave us free will. He gave us free will. But the arrogance and the pride that let us fall. Let's take a look at James chapter 1, verse 13. James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempted anyone. Tempt anyone. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he, does he himself tempt anyone. So the picture is showing you that God is, is a good God. He don't create evil. <clears throat> Let's look at first Peter chapter two, verse 16. First Peter chapter two, verse 16. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for voice, but as a bond servant of God. So he's saying the liberty he gave to you, you don't use it as a cloak. You don't do evil. As free, yet not use, not using liberty as a cloak for voice, but as bond servant of God. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to Liberty only to do only only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Here it goes again. Liberty. Don't use the liberty for the flesh. Let's look at first John chapter four, reading from seven to twelve. First John chapter four, reading from verse seven <clears throat> to twelve. Knowing knowing God through love, beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God, and no God, and no God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this, in this is love, not that we love God but that he love us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved love us, we also ought to love one another. Seeing God through love, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. Let us look at John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16 to 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that 
whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in him in the name of the only begotten son, son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deed should be exposed. But if, but he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 2 to 3. Isaiah 6, reading verse 2 to 3. Above it stood seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole hurt is full of his glory. We glorify God because he's holy. And that's the portion I have for you today. But starting from that first portion that I read. God does no evil. But, you know, the secular world think that's the saying that, you know, <laughs> why did God create evil? He did not. Because as I read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, he said everything that he did was good. And we know that everything he did was good. So the fall of man come from our heart because he gave us free will to make a choice of our, of our own. It's the arrogance of man and the pride where we in this position where we are right now. God did not cause sin. He causes calamity. Calamity is judgment and who God wants to put judgment on for those that go against him. Thank you.